The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign at the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lachman on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with the uplifting song, It Is Glory Just to Walk With Him. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. It is a joy and a blessing to walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is always by our side to lead and guide us in our daily walk with Him. 
It is a comfort to know that as we put our faith and trust in Him, He is only a prayer away. The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song, Carousel of Life. Yes, saints and friends, we must stay on the carousel and endure the ups and downs of life until we reach our final destination to be with the Lord in paradise forevermore. Enjoy the ride with the Lord on the carousel of life where we can only move forward for there is where our victory awaits.
Our soloist for the day is Associate Pastor Marvin Abing, who will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing that beautiful song, Does Jesus Care? Doing his background music will be Chrissy Hahn on the piano, trusty Associate Pastor Evans Brooks Sr. on the guitar, and Iris Lock on the drums. Jesus cares for each one of his children and tells us to cast our burdens upon him. The Lord gives us the peace to know that all things will work together for good to them that diligently seek him. It is comforting to know that he will be with us until the ends of this world. Days are weary, the Lord. 
The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled Touch a Life. We are blessed to be touched by the love of our Lord and Savior and be a part of his salvation full and free. Through our weekly telecast, we share the gospel of the kingdom of God to each and every one of you. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on your screen.
We are blessed to have members of the string section of the band perform the spirit-inspiring song, God So Loved the World. Yes, TV viewers, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He paid the price on the cross of Calvary so that we all would have the promise of eternal life and to be with him in paradise.
The Jubilees under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing their heartwarming song entitled, Of Keep Walking in the King's Highway. Our walk with the Lord is a straight and narrow path. Like the eagle who soars above the clouds, we too can ride on this highway with our Lord and focus our eyes on Him during our accent. We will be free from the cares of this world and we will have the support of our Lord and Savior to keep us moving onward toward victory. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to a faithful and dear sister in Christ who shares her love in the Lord with all of those around her. She is none other than Ms. Liana Falonico. May the good Lord continue to smile down upon you as you put your shoulders to the gospel and serve Him in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Have a blessed and wonderful Sunday.
Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and would like to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR-TV Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer service are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Paloa Avenue, gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Landy K. Y. Asanos in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespia Espero in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is truly wonderful viewers to have you share in my sermon for today entitled Promises. Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the self-same gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee. And being offered by yours truly in this telecast, and in, as in all our telecasts, the past ones, the present ones, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can proceed together. Read in Mark 10, when Peter said to the Lord, Lord, we are left all and have followed thee. What are we going to get out of this? Jesus answered in the 29, 30th verses, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that had left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands 
for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. Of course, Jesus was not saying you will not get rich if you follow me. You will have far more than you ever had before. No one, on the other hand, we are told that persecutions and hardships often come to those who follow Christ. So choose in this day whom you will follow, Jesus or the glitter of the world. The Bible tells us there are hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold blessings. I urge you to head upwards and shoot for the moon, which is the hundredfold blessings, even if you have to hit the streetlights on the way to the moon. What then did Jesus mean when he talks about this hundredfold blessing? Did he not mean peace of mind and heart? Did he not mean joy in doing the will of God? Did he not mean an easy conscience and not one seared with a hot iron? Did he not mean sweet fellowship in the walking with the Lord Jesus? Did he not also mean a reward at the end of the way? Certainly the unbeliever has none of these things, but a true born-again believer has all these things and more. Jesus reward those who diligently follow and serve him. Let us go to Matthew chapter 21 and 2. This certain man had a large vineyard and needed more labors as we read. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. That penny was a Roman denarius, worth about 17 cents in our money. <clears throat> this was a day's pay at that time for a laborer or a soldier. At nine o'clock, the man found that he didn't have enough laborers. Therefore, he hired more men. He didn't make any deal with them, as we read in the third and fifth verses. And he went about in the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto him, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. Then at five o'clock, one hour before quitting time, he found more men doing nothing and he said unto them, Why are you standing here idle all the day long? And they replied, Because no man has hired us. All right, he said, It's getting late, but go ahead and work this last hour, and I will pay you what is right. Thus his vineyard was soon filled with labors, and he rejoiced that his vines were being well cared for. Some men worked twelve hours, some nine, some six, some three, and some only one hour. When six o'clock was at hand, he called the men in and paid them their wages. For some reason, he called in first those who had been working only one hour, and he gave them a full day's wage. Still others were compensated. Then he came to those who had been working a full day, and he gave them a penny. He began to murmur and complain as he reading the 12 to 15 verses, saying, These last have wrought by one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered, and one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take that as thine, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? In other words, the employer contend that this is my vineyard and my money. Therefore, what is your problem? Didn't you bargain to work for a penny a day? Thus, in this parable, we find several important lessons. First, we see the dignity and privilege of work. Those who do nothing make the sorriest contribution. Also, those who refuse to work for a living create the biggest drain upon our society. Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, 
neither should he eat. These people make up our criminals, our forgers, our thieves, our gamblers, our pickpockets, our tramps and hobos. They cost us millions of dollars every year. They contribute nothing to the good of human society. Chesterfield said idleness is the holiday of fools. Bunyan said in an idle man's brain is the devil's workshop. Holland said an idle man is outside of God's plan. Henry Beecher said if we are idle, we are on the road to ruin. God said in Genesis 3.19, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return to the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Our government in recent years had all kinds of proud programs, giving out charity and other doles. But it is not these things that build character. It is good old honest hard work. In order to be successful, one must learn to work and learn to work with others. We see here in the parable not only the justice, but also the generosity of God. The men who went to work at 6 o'clock received all that they were promised. And God is going to give us everything that He has promised. His promises are yea and amen. But this employer surprised those who began work late, but give them a full day's wage. And every Christian can testify that God often surprises him. We go along not expecting much, then all of a sudden God opens the windows of heaven and pours out his blessing that fills our hearts and joy. Now, if this life is full of surprises, what do you think heaven is going to be like? We see here that not only is salvation given by grace, but our rewards are also distributed by grace. The man who worked only one hour didn't deserve a day's pay, but he received it as a result of the grace of the owner of the vineyard. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive our rewards, it will not be because of our own merits. Actually, we don't deserve anything. All the work that we can do throughout eternity can never repay our Calvary debt. We can't pay for one drop of His shed blood. Though the rewards like salvation must come from the grace of God. No wonder we call it amazing grace. It is grace or unmerited favor that brings both salvation and rewards to sinners. Read Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What service are you giving to God? Some of you have been serving Him a long time. Some have not yet begun to serve Him. It may be 5 o'clock for you. You do not have much longer. Let me urge you to get busy now. As Jesus tells us in John 9, 4, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. In other words, work while you have the strength, vigor, and vim. You don't want to go to heaven empty-handed. You would want a few sheaves to lay at His feet. His reward is for His faithful and for those who stand for the name of Jesus. To be able to receive this word, it is the church who guides lost souls to the fold. The words of Jesus show us the way as you read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I send to thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. At times, God creates circumstances to enable His apostles to spread the gospel and through their efforts save a soul whose heart has already been softened by God. Such was the case of Philip, whom God gave opportunity to enlighten a eunuch of Ethiopia. The circumstances were unique in nature. An Ethiopian visited Jerusalem to worship. Returning home, he sat in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, but without understanding. The eunuch had a special readiness about him to receive the gospel because God's word was already having an effect upon his heart. Philip, instructed by an angel to take this particular route of passage, knew exactly what to do as an instrument of the Lord. Motivated and guided by the Holy Ghost, Philip approached the eunuch, 
We read in Acts 8, 29 to 31, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him. Read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Many today are in the same situation as a eunuch. They are unable to experience the true riches of God's word because they are not spirit-filled and therefore lack understanding. However, their godly sincerity was seen by the Lord and a remedy was sent. Let us continue reading in verses 31, 34 to 38. And he said, How can I expect some man should guide me? And he just desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Here we find Jesus using his instruments to bring another lost and unguided soul to his wounded side. Philip's testimony convinced the eunuch of the sacrifices made by Christ and that one might be saved through baptism in the name of the Lord. Through the Holy Ghost, Philip was able to expound the scriptures concerning Jesus, upon the laws of Moses and the prophets, and upon the life of Jesus. Clearly, to have persuaded the eunuch to be baptized, Philip must have repeated the words spoken by Peter just a few days earlier. We read in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The eunuch's willingness to take on that name illustrates a person sensitive to the word and person convinced of the power of the Lord's resurrection. Listen to Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, TV viewers, if there's a stirring in your heart this morning after hearing these words, then there is a need for you to reevaluate your faith to assure your salvation. Paul tells us in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Therefore, the gospel is good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, body and soul. Jesus baptizes the Holy Ghost with fire, and Jesus is coming soon and sooner than many think. On the other hand, the gospel is God's spell to sinners and to all those with unbelief in Christ Jesus. Jesus called his disciples aside and predicted his death and resurrection. We read in Matthew 20, 18 to 19, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. But it seemed that the disciples could not understand. Why? Here was one who conquered the winds and the waves, who could heal the sick and cast out devils, who could even bring the dead back to life again. How could anyone take his life away? They forgot what he had said and went on dreaming about earthly kingdoms and earthly rewards. They questioned Jesus, reading Acts 1-6, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them in the seventh verse, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. 
Then came the mother of James and John, making an ambitious request of Jesus when she said, I would like to ask a favor of you. Some people want us to do something, but they don't come to any specific point. They keep beating around the bush. It is dangerous to say that you will grant a favor until you know exactly what that favor is. Jesus responded as you read in Matthew 20, 21, What wilt thou? She says unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on thy left in thy kingdom. Some parents in their ambition for their children do some unwise things and often ruin the spirit, children spiritually. They are eager for them to shine in the social world. Therefore, they push them into social life and God and the church are left out. How foolish it is to rear your children without any thought of God. Now, how did Jesus answer this ambitious mother? We read in this 22nd verse, But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what he asked. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. He was not here referring to the Lord's Supper or to water baptism. He was referring to his sufferings. He was simply saying, are you able to endure all that I go through? They answered, yes. Little did they realize what they were saying. But Jesus said unto them in the 20th verse, ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. Thus, the time did come when suffering and death came to them. James was one of the first martyrs, as you read in Acts 12, 1-2. Now above that time, Herod the king stretched for his hands the vexation of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. While his brother John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, they came to realize then that death for Jesus' sake was better than life for any selfish purpose. They came to realize that the cross was more desirable than the crown. Jesus next said that the one who wanted to be truly great had to become a servant and minister unto others. The highest service was not always found in the highest places. Let us read in Matthew 20, 25 to 28. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ah, ye know the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them but it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. The greatest servants of God are not always of prominent stature. What the world needs today is not as many people in high places as in common places, where are found everyday saints who are people of humble hearts doing their very best for God. Jesus said that the Son of Man did not come into the world to be royally treated or occupy a high place, but he came to give his life as a ransom for sinners. Paul tells us in Philippians 2, 5-6, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. The phrase, form of God, speaks of the glorious appearance that the Lord Jesus Christ had, the glory which I had with thee. When he came to this earth to live, he did not empty himself of any part of his divine nature, although he was made in the likeness of man. He meant only that he emptied himself of the outward glory, which was the mark of his Godhead and majesty. The eyes of men could not have looked upon his glory, our Lord was not grasping 
as something that was not his divine right. It was rightfully his, for he was God. Read verses 7 through 11. But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of his servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and the things in earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The time is coming when every knee should bow at the moment Jesus comes again to reign and rule on this earth. In a great way, Jesus took upon himself our disease of sin. He who had no sin was made sin for us, and on Calvary's cross, he died for us, that we might forever live with him. How can anyone refuse such a loving Savior? Yes, in the kingdom of God, the last shall be first, the least shall be great, the lowest shall become the highest. Now, as Jesus journeyed upon the road, Two blind men heard that he was passing by. Thus they cried out, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. But the crowd rebuked them and told them not to bother Jesus. Often there are those who ridicule and persecute those who follow Jesus and worship his way. We are to be like these blind men. We are to pay no attention to the persecutors. These blind men kept crying out, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Then Jesus stopped. He always stops when we call on him. He's never too busy to answer our cries. Jesus said, What can I do for you? They answered, as we find in Matthew chapter 20, verses 33 to 34, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. The word compassion applies to Jesus as to no other man who ever lived. He is a great, sympathetic, compassionate Savior. Over the world and his sin and his selfish ambitions, like those of James and John, are continually gnawing at us, tempting us. We need to move up higher. We need to get closer to God. Therefore, in this busy world, we need to sit down often and in our imagination climb again the hill of Calvary and there dedicate ourselves to all that Jesus stood for. God gave his best, his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not only a future hope, but a present position of every true born again believer in Christ Jesus. Therefore, why can't we give him our best? Have a nice day and see you all next Sunday and all the Sundays to come. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review this telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hanjun, expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. 
May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Here's the church band to conclude today's telecast with that toe-tapping song entitled, Victory All the Time.
program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.